Music notes carved into the door and painted gold. That is the most unique feature. As you observe it, you notice hidden in the wood and the glass are swirls and spirals and more music motifs. It's beautiful, and when you lean in, it seems like there's muffled music just behind it. You strain to catch the tune as you grab the handle, and with a cherry whistle of hinges, it opens. As we come to the terrible smelling but filled with Christmas spirit cave in the aftermath of the death of the mother Grimchling, Hallie's nose begins to glitter and shine like Christmas lights, circulating in color. A little bit disco. Jack is sort of patching together his wounds at this point. Paco Bell is probably wiping the sweat from his brow, as he did use mostly fire. And Spruce? Spruce is covered in the gross-smelling ichor. But he's not dead! Spruce, uh, buddy, are you okay? Do you need a little... Do you, do you need some uh, healing, uh, my friend, Spruce? <laughs> Spruce is gonna just sort of, like, run his arm... run his hand down his arm and slough off some of the goo and be like, Uh, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Spruce look bad or really bad? Uh, just bad. Just bad. Okay, cool. Then here's a regular Cure Wounds. Sweet. Oh, it's Max, baby. Yeah, what? Take 10. Nice. That's fantastic. He looks great now. And I think I'm going to finish casting that and go, Clara! And then start running back to the the ice wall. Jack's going to as well as soon as he stands back up. As you sprint through the cave, noticing that all the stones seem to be just a little brighter, you get to where the giant wall of eggnog ice had been formed, sealing you in with the monster, but also sealing out what could have been its reinforcements. The wall is cracked in several places and looks at one point like it almost was broached. You can see nothing beyond it through the, you know, freezing milk's not exactly clear thing number one. And any visibility that you had is now twisted by the cracks. When we get to it, I'll use shape water to start moving part of it away so I can see it. As you shift and begin to bend out of the way and split apart the eggnog ice that you had formed, what you see before you is a battlefield strewn with blood, gore, and the bodies of Grimchlings. You see, laying in front of where the wall had been, a single shoe. Spruce is going to walk forward and pick it up and sort of look back at everybody. Holly, can you find her? If you fly up, can you see her anywhere? I can try. And she'll kind of look at the shoe and then just like bound up and above and just start like circling the area, like spiraling out. Roll perception for me. 14. You see off of the, like not far from where you found the shoe, but off the precipice of where the cliff, like where the mountain had sort of cut 
off into a drop. You find Clara, or more accurately, what remains of her. She lays surrounded by dozens and dozens and dozens of felled Grinchlings, her hand still clutching a sword. She looks, if anything, peaceful. If she can, I think Hallie will go down there and land and just try to, like, gently, like, scoop her with, like, antlers and bring her back. You can. Uh, when when Jack sees Hallie coming back with the body, he'll, like, drop his head, but he'll pull out the uh, the crystal and form the, the sleigh for Hallie to put her in. Pocklebell's going to go up and check for any signs of life. Unsurprisingly, for several reasons, she's cold. Spruce is going to walk up and he's going to be like, hey man, we did it. We... Hey man. Hey, we... We did it. Man. Pocklebell's just going to like turn and like kind of put a hand on Spruce's shoulder. Just give like a little hug. She, um, she helped us do it. Spruce is just gonna like sit down on the side of the sleigh. Yeah, man. Tears freeze on Jack Frost's face as they fall down. You all mourn. Feeling different emotions. Everything from grief to gratitude to relief that even at this cost you all are still living you all are still alive at this point now you must make a decision with this entity felt at great cost what next in the period of time um, at the top of this mountain while we're mourning I'd like to collaborate with Jack. If Jack can make sheets of ice, and f- uh, I'll f- use artificer skills to sort of form it into a coffin sleigh. A very regal looking one. Ice hearse. Uh, yeah, but that can be like pulled along behind the crystal sleigh. Um, and I'll we'll lay her very neatly and uh, respectfully in it. We have to take her home. I'm I'm both very touched by how beautiful this is, and also I'm sort of imagining the chaos of it, like, whipping behind the sleigh. <laughs> well, go like, slow. It's a slow one. Like, it's one of, like, it's when you drive a speedboat, you have, like, a big inner tube that you're holding on to. It's not on a long rope, I mean. <laughs> we've got her 45 feet behind us. On we a- put some sunglasses on her, and we can do a sick yeah. pose. <laughs> Weekend at Clara's. Hallie will offer to pull that hearse ice sleigh. As honestly as Paco Bell is like trying to figure out how to hook it up to the back of the sleigh, do you just walk up? Hallie will will walk up oh. and just kind of square up next to it as if like, okay, I'm ready. And without a word, uh, Paco Bell just takes the, the leads that he was going to use and fixes them to um, to the homunculus that you're still wearing. Well, no, and your fancy harness with your cape. 
Not your not your vertical takeoff. You can't fly with it. <laughs> I'm afraid. You, she's like bounding and flying, and it's just it's just hanging like a pendulum filled with corks. I also just realized she's got the disco ball nose and the cape of yeah. colors. Like this is a fucking Mardi Gras parade, and then it's a. We are celebrating her life. Basket. The beautiful scintillating colors going through the ice casket in a celebration of life as we disco ball this poor girl. Yeah. All right. Cool. I gotta say, Run Run Rudolph just came on, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. God. Yeah, you can see why it was, like, not the time for Alvin and the the chipmunks. Yeah. I am going to, like, when we close the casket lid, instead of putting her shoe back on her, I'm going to put it on her chest, like you would uh, a king's sword, you know, because that was her weapon, and uh, we pay her full respects. And then, as we're getting in, I think I'm just going to say quietly to Jack, we have to take her back to Keepless before we go home. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe this solves something, and we can get their help if we need to figure out What's going on with Mrs. Claus? It would be good, maybe, to find out if their magic is increasing at all. But I still think... And then he lowers his voice even more. I still think there's something happening with Gloria. Yeah. Well, let's hurry, because Frosty's there with her, so... Yeah. He'll be growing in strength, too, though. If, in fact, what I'm hoping is true. So, Sugar Plum Fairy, and then back home? I, I think we have to. It's the only... It's only right. Yeah. The journey back to the Keebler tree is... Not only uneventful, it is... Notably so. The blizzards that have covered these fields for so long is dispersed. There's no chaos. You can see, wandering across the fields now, arctic hares and foxes. Occasionally, here and there, the odd family of polar bears, sitting in a small circle, united in family, drinking soda. You continue your way and see across the ice drifts penguins sledding down on their stomachs, making little penguin sounds of excitement and joy. There is this feeling that you all have that whatever balance has been thrown out from the spirit of Christmas, even if it is not back in its entirety, something has been restored. A wrong has been put right in a way that you think this wrong would predate some of you from years. Things feel more right than they have for two of you in your whole lives. You arrive back at the Keebler tree, but smell it long before then. There is this warm scent of cinnamon and nutmeg and sugar, butter, that just surrounds the space. The tree, despite having been 
pretty sad last you looked at it, is now full of foliage, the baked goods fully together again, no longer dripping or oozing or falling apart. There is this beautiful light that comes out of the tips of the leaves in the tree that look almost like Christmas lights. You can see some of the elves around the tree hanging decorations on their home tree, something like the enormous form of what you would recognize as Christmas ornaments. There is a feeling in the air of jubilation and disbelief. As you come up, you see standing before the tree in a full royal regalia, glittering with what, for some reason, you know to be sugar, the sugar plum fairy, her hands clasped together and resting at her core. She looks like she is expecting you. As we get close, Pocklebell's going to uh, hop out and like kind of stride out in front of the sleigh to meet her. It does appear that for everything, you have succeeded. Only in part. I'm very sorry. Clarfell. I know. She's one of the main reasons we were able to succeed. She held back an entire wave of Grimschlings on her own. I am so glad that she was able to help you. I will miss her. There is something fey about the Sugar Plum Fairy, as you would sort of expect. A feeling that you can't entirely trust her, that she's not ever truly emoting what she feels. But in this moment, there is genuine pain in her eyes. Again, I'm sorry. Um, we brought her to you because I did not know some way not to do this. But we cannot stay. I am grateful for everything that you all have done. And notably for what you didn't do. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't right. I do hope that you are able to help her see that. As am I. Understand, friend. I will say this, if only out of gratitude for returning Clara to me. Understand that malicious acts do not always mean that the intentions themselves are malicious. I believe harm is often unintentional. But I will say no more than that. Paco Bell's just going to nod and then kind of motion for Hallie to, to pull Clara up. The festive jingling is rather misplaced as you bring the ice coffin to the Sugar Plum Fairy. She looks at it and her body language does not change. It is still stiff and tight. But you can feel what she is feeling. Is it different from how we felt? No. Arguably significantly deeper, but no. She is mourning. 
as much as the Fae can. Pachelbel's just going to unhook the harness and uh, kind of just place a hand lightly on Hallie's back. And uh, right before, I, just to say to the, the Sugar Plum Fairy, it is good to see the tree growing. It is good for it to grow again. Already things are better. I'll just nod again. You all have performed a miracle here. He'll just nod again and then kind of try to lead Hallie away. Unless she wants to say anything. Hallie does not want to say anything. Hallie is feeling the emotions and everything that are kind of going over her. She she doesn't think there's anything that she would know to say in that moment. Um, but I think she will, once they start walking away, she'll very quickly go back to uh, to Spruce and Jack and, and try to kind of huddle between them. Jack will, just as the coffin moved up, he'll walk over and put a hand on the corner. And uh, as he moves it away, there's like a sculpture within the ice coffin now that's just a bushel of sugar plums. And then he'll walk back and join as well. Yeah, I think Spruce just leans his whole body weight against Hallie's side. Hallie will lean back in. You all load back into your sleigh and head back home. You have some time before you arrive there. And it would be now that your plan should probably be formulated. What now? Knowing what you know, what are you going to do? Paco Bell. Let's bring the rest of them. Let's bring Hallie and Spruce in on yeah. what we're going to do when we get there. I don't even know what we're going to do when we get there. Me neither. But we should discuss it. So, um, yeah, we'll turn around, I guess, and, and just try to go over it again. I mean, I don't want to info dump, but we're info dumping. Just talking about all the things that we've we discovered at the labs and at the lab and and beforehand and I mean I think we just go talk to her I, I mean I think we'll know pretty quickly what her response will be maybe she knows something we don't and she'll be able to this will all be just a big misunderstanding yeah misunderstanding it's gotta be it's good. Yeah, episode. I misunderstand stuff all the time. Yeah, me too. It could be she was affected by the lack of Christmas magic, you know, this, the cheer was missing. It, maybe she uh, made a mistake. Maybe. Maybe she was panicked. Maybe this was... Uh, she knew that uh, Santa was going or something. I, I don't know. Hopefully that's what it is. Hopefully just a big misunderstanding. But what if it's not? If it's not, we will deal with that when we get there. But I do know this. We'll be home for Christmas. Jack will smile. You all travel through the snow. The light glittering off of it in a way that looks almost like the sea. On the horizon, after some time, 
you see home rising to meet you. Racing towards your sleigh, it feels like. Like a family member coming home for the first time in a very long time. You have not been gone long, certainly not as long as it feels. But you're stronger now, wiser somehow. Yet, even with that, you feel no more ready for what lies ahead. 